0: (laughs) Praise God. Turn with me, if you will, over into Philippians, the fourth chapter. You know, I don't know about you, but sometimes things happen and the devil takes our mind and begins to make us think on negative things. And then those negative things turn into bigger things. And then those bigger things turn into worrisome things. And we start worrying about what the devil's put there. How many's ever worried about something? Uh-huh. You know? Uh, yeah, you know, uh, my, my little girl came to me one time. was in a trial, and, and uh, she came to me and she said, Daddy, what are you worried about? I said, I'm not worried. Yes, you are, Daddy. I know you are. I said, Well, how do you know I am? She said, Because you're not happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, I, I mean, you know, listen, your face will tell off on you. It'll show if you're in doubt and fear and unbelief or worry. And I don't want to be a worrier. Amen. I want to be somebody that's, you know, that just trusts God. Amen. We can't worry about anything. You know, if you worry about something, you don't get it done. What God wants us to do is exercise our faith, activate our faith, act on the word of God, and then just let the word do the work. Praise God. On, yeah. And we don't have to sit around and worry about it. Don't have to say, boy, I'm, I'm worried. Uh, how many of you ever heard that old saying, I'm worried to death? Oh, yeah. Or I'm scared to death. <laughs> or I, I, that's, that scared me to death. We taught our little girl, don't use the word death. Just say, you're scared to life. You know, every time my little brother would say something like, I'm scared to death. He should say, life. You know, I'm scared to death. He should, she said, life. She, what is he ta- what's she talking about? I said, we don't use the word death, we use the word life. We're not scared to death, we're scared to life. Hallelujah. If you're going to have to use the word scared. (laughs) Might as well be scared to life, amen? But look what Paul's writing to the church in Philippians. Because what I want to just briefly talk to you about tonight is this. There's three steps to overcoming worry. worry. Worry is a spiritual problem. Doubt is a spiritual problem. Doubt and worry kind of go hand in hand. Uh, fear and worry go hand in hand. You, you, I mean, they're just all cousins together, you know. And they, they like to group together as a big family against you. But we, we need to learn that God doesn't want us to let these things pull us down. But let's get ourselves pulled back up. Amen? Amen. Look at what Paul says in Philippians, the fourth chapter, the fourth through the ninth verse. Paul starts off in the fourth verse and, now you know, you go up to somebody that's worried and doubtful and fretful and you start saying something like this to them, they're going to get mad at you. Oh, yeah. But he said, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. And you know what happens? Sometimes people get upset. Well, if you knew what I was going through, you wouldn't be telling me to rejoice, bless the Lord. I, I got, I got a right to be down in the dumps. I got a right to be in the mully grubs. I, you know, I, I no, uh-uh. no. Paul just, he just started off. Rejoice in the Lord always. Does y'all Bible read always? <laughs> always. What does always mean? In spite of, regardless of, you're going to rejoice in the Lord. I mean, you know, it's it's a decision. Did you know it's a decision to rejoice? We decide what we're going to be and what we're going to do, and how we're going to react to a situation. We decide that. And did you know, worry and fear and doubt, all of those three things go hand in hand. You can't you can't if you're worried, you're in doubt. I mean, let's just face facts. If we're worried, we're doubting that God's coming through. Uh, If we're fearful, well, that's the opposite of faith. And fear hath torment, the Bible says. And fear torments you. And you can't rest at night. You can't sleep at night. Now, sometimes we have restless night, not because we're fearful or worried. Sometimes you just ate the wrong kind of food before you went to bed. Brother Kruger can't eat ice cream before he goes to bed, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, I mean knows what I'm talking about. sometimes we want to blame it on the devil. it's really it's just some bad habits that we have. But the devil will keep us awake. Yeah. <clears throat> Sleep is necessary, necessary for every one of us. I, I mean, rest is necessary. And if the devil can keep you from resting and sleeping, he's got you physically in a situation to where he can come in and attack. You're more vulnerable when you're in a weakened condition. Excuse me just one moment. I left my water over here and I've got to get that. I don't know about this about some of this weather. Sometimes it dries out my throat. (laughs) But he said rejoice to the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. The Lord is at hand. Then he said be careful for Nothing. In other words, that word careful there means don't be anxious or worrisome. In other words, that's what it literally means. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, not just things that you think are important, in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. I want to read that again. Because that one verse, we could just preach for all night on it. But he said, don't be anxious for anything. Don't be careful for nothing. But in everything. Everything. Yeah. Have, you, have you noticed, there's some people that when they they have a situation and they're going to pray, boy, they get serious. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're not going to. Cut up. They're not going to laugh. They're not going to smile. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to tease nobody. I mean, this is serious business, you know. Well, it is serious business. But look what it said. Be careful for nothing. Don't be anxious, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. Now, most people put prayer and supplication after they've talked about the problem for. Uh, to 30 people at once, you know, <laughs> hey, let me tell you what I'm going through. Uh, you know, it, it's it's like uh, people that, you know, go through battles and they say, oh, man, I'm going through something today and the devil's really after me. And the other party said, well, I, I know I've been going through it, too. Somebody else comes up and says, hey, man, I tell you what, I got you all beat. I got some real battle scars. <laughs> You know, and I, I mean, it seems like people brag on their problems and the 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 things that are coming against them more than they brag on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, and the one that is the answer to all the problems. But he said, "But in all things, but in everything, by prayer and supplication." Now, not just praying. Now, listen. Now, prayer and supplication. We got to pray. But listen, how I many knows you don't have to beg God? No, come on. That's not what the word supplication means. It don't mean to beg. I mean, I'd be, wouldn't it be terrible for your daughter, your son, to, and uh, when you, when they were growing up in your family, when they were little, come up and and they come up to you, sister, and say, "Mama, I'm hungry. Can I have something? What are you bugging me for? You know." And then they plead with you, "Oh, please let me have something to eat." And if somebody was outside hearing that, they'd think he was abusing them. Now, they, they, they might not have known. They'd already ate a whole cookie, uh, a jar of cookies, you know, or something. Uh, but, but see, people don't hear. They don't see, only they hear. <laughs> Amen. But by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. With thanksgiving. Yeah. With thanksgiving. I like to pray this way when I approach the Father. Father, I thank you that you hear me always when I pray. Isn't that what Jesus taught? Yeah. Come to the Lord. Father, I thank you that you hear me always when I pray. Every time I open my mouth to pray, I know you hear me. God hears you. Now, I, I had one man come to me one time. And he said, well, Brother Clarence, God don't hear me. He don't hear me. And he said, I'll tell you what. And he started cussing. And I, I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, what are you doing? He said, well, God don't hear me. I said, well, do you think he hears your cousin? Well, yeah, but he ain't going to do nothing anyway. I said, well, no, wait a minute. I said, you get it all backwards here. <laughs> you, got to, you got to approach God with thanksgiving. Don't approach God with, God, now you did it for Brother Kruger, you're going to do it for me. No, that's, a, that's not why God's going to bless you. Because he blessed somebody else, does that? does it that's not the reason God blesses you? He blesses you and blesses me because Jesus paid the price for all of us and gave us access to the kingdom of God and to the presence of the Lord to come boldly into the throne room of grace, every one of us. Hallelujah! Nobody has any more right than any other believer. Now, and I'm not saying this to belittle any great ministries or preachers, because a lot of the great ministries and preachers don't have that attitude. I remember Oral Roberts was in the hospital at the, at the uh, when they had their hospital at the ministries there, you know, they, they, they did that. By the way, that hospital is still a, a cancer center. Amen. They sold it to the cancer hospital. So it's still in the vision that they had for that. Isn't that wonderful? That even though it didn't look like it was going to go, but God still used it for the glory of God. But The thing is, he was in the hospital and and, uh, one of the guys was a maintenance guy was in there working on something in the room and he's having to do something in his room. And uh, Brother Roberts looked at him and said, sir, he said, I want you to come over here. He said, yes, sir. (laughs) Brother Roberts. I mean, you know, they honored him, you know. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. He said, I want you to lay hands on me and pray for me. He said, me? You're Oral Roberts. You want me to lay hands on He said, yeah, I need prayer. I'm sick. I'm in the hospital bed. <laughs> I need you to pray for me. And let's do it the Bible way. He said, he said let them lay hands on the sick. And I, he said, I'm sick. Lay hands on me and pray. God, that man laid hands on him. and God healed Brother Roberts at that particular time on that situation he was in and got him out of the hospital. Hallelujah. Now listen, we, we gotta understand, God, we, we gotta approach God with prayer and thanksgiving and let our requests be made known unto God. Our requests are made known unto God. God hears my prayer request just as well as he hears anybody else's. He hears your prayer request as much as anybody else's. When you're approaching God in your prayer closet, in your prayer time, listen, we need, we need to be, we need to be bold in our prayer time with the Lord and come boldly before him. And, and present our petitions before Him. And, and present what we need from Him. And don't let worry come in. Amen? But He said, let your requests be made known unto God. And then look what He said, and the peace of God. The peace of God. Which passes all understanding. I tell you, I've seen people go through trials, and I, you wonder how in the world they could even smile. How they can even lift their hands and praise God. I know what some of them are going through. And yet they still do it. They lift their hands and praise God in spite of it all. Why? Because they're doing what the Bible says. They're they're letting their requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep their hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Oh, glory to God. There's no place for worry in our life. We can stop right there and go home. Put your purse down, Paul. We're not leaving yet. <laughs> now look. <laughs> but look what he said. Finally, brethren. Finally. Whatsoever things are true. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are good are just. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are of good report. If there be any virtue, If there be any praise. Think on these things. Yeah. Don't think on the bad. Don't think the worst. Start thinking what the Word says. Start thinking the best in what God has declared to us. And those things which you both learned and received and heard and seen me do, and the God of peace shall be with you. Hallelujah. Now that's an important verse. Look at Psalms 55, verse 2. I mean, 22, I'm sorry. Cast thy burden upon the Lord. And he shall sustain thee, he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Cast your burden upon the Lord. What did 1 Peter say? Cast all your care upon the Lord. Because he cares for you. I bet I bet Peter had read somewhere in Psalms where David had said this. Because David said it in Psalms 55, 22. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he'll sustain thee, and you shall never suffer. he shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. And Peter said, Casting all your care upon him, because he cares for you. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Casting. I mean, you know what you, casting means you're just going to throw it up on somebody. Amen. I mean, you know, if you're going to carry somebody's luggage, and they give it to you to carry, and you don't think they've got three or four pieces of luggage, you know, and here you are getting them I mean, Caring them for them, you know. I've done that before. <laughs> and finally, this one guy turned around and said, here, let me help you. I said, okay. <laughs> but listen, God cares for us. Now, worry, worry is a powerfully destructive process in the lives of a person and the believer. It's, it's, it's a powerful, destructive thing. Worry is no good. Worry brings on other ailments. Yeah. Worry brings on other spiritual problems. It brings on physical problems. It brings on mental, emotional situations. Worry just destroys. But worry, how many ever noticed when you worry about it never changes the circumstance? You can sit around and worry all night about it. It's not going to change it. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we just gotta go to sleep. Do like old Smith Wigglesworth did. The devil literally appeared in his room, rustling around, making noise. Smith wakes up and says, Oh, it's just you. And rolled back over and went back to sleep. But hey, the devil can't do nothing with nobody like that. Because they got faith in God. But worry never changes anything. Worry never changes the situation. Worry always seems to think about worst case scenarios. I mean the more you think on it and worry about it it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Worry thinks about what if? Well what if God doesn't do this? Or what if God doesn't come through? Or what if I don't receive? How many's ever had a case of what ifs? That's a terrible disease, that disease of what if. What if? What if it doesn't happen? What if God doesn't do it? What if God doesn't do the miracle? What if it doesn't happen? What if I don't get the miracle? What, 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 what if? Well, what if you do? Come on. What if God does come through? <laughs> what if God does do the miraculous? I mean, you know, we've got two thoughts here. We can either think what the devil thinks or think what God thinks. Amen. And let God do what he's going to do. But now worry affects your body. Worry brings on physical problems. I went to, I I was taking my wife to the doctor, and I went to the doctor for something I was having, and and, uh, my doctor of all things, he knew I was a preacher. And he asked me, he said, uh, Reverend, he said, uh, uh, what are you worried about? What are you talking about? I'm the man of God. (laughs) What are you talking, what am I worried about? He said, I said, nothing. He said, I'm the doctor. I know when your body tells me that there's things going on up here that's affecting you all over everywhere else. And he said, what are you worried about? He was a Christian. What are you worried about? I said, nothing. He said, I don't take that as an honest answer, preacher. He said, your body's showing... Otherwise, he said, your body's out of disorder because you're out of order spiritually. It's my doctor talking to the preacher, the man of God, telling me I'm out of order. Hey, I want to tell you something. If If you're out of order up here spiritually, it's going to affect you otherwise. And your body will get out of disorder. Did you know there's things that happen in a person's body if worry and threat and fear is operating? I mean, that's a known medical fact. Not just a spiritual thing. It's a known medical fact. So, he knew what he was talking about and I finally had to admit it. I was worried, losing sleep. Worried. Trying to figure out how God was going to do this thing this time. You know what? When I quit worrying, God just did it his way. And it was supernatural. And it was just right. So listen, thank God for doctors that can pick up on worry. (laughs) That disease of worry is not good. Amen? Worry steals your peace and joy. Worry is primarily a battle up here. That's where it's at, right up here. Uh, it, it's become a mental habit that we've developed over the years. Worry is worry. We we've been listen. You can be trained to worry. You can be trained to worry. Be a worry wart. I don't want to be a worry wart. I want to be a praise wart. <laughs> and just praise God. You know the devil can place one negative thought right here. That'll hold us captive. It'll hold you captive to worry. That's why we got to cast down imaginations. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. When the enemy comes in to tell you the opposite of what God's Word says, he's trying to put a wedge between you and God. By coming in to the mind and getting you to begin to think And to worry and hold you captive. Hold you captive so that you're not free in your mind. There's three things I want to share with you briefly here. Choose to trust God in His Word. How many know the power of choice is important to us? Choose. Philippians 4, 6, don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petitions, present your request to God. In other words, in everything... Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. Don't be frustrated. Don't be worried. Don't be doubtful. Don't let all of these things hurt you. Just let God do it. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And we've got to recognize that God is greater than any problem. Do you believe God can do anything? I know some people say, well, God can do anything but... No, we need to use that, take that little conjunction out of our vocabulary when we're talking about God. God can do and God will do anything Amen. if we can believe Him. Amen? Amen? We've got to recognize. Greater is He. 1 John 4 and 4. Greater is He that's in you than he that's in the world. Greater is He. Romans eight thirty seven. We are more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. We're more than conquerors through Christ who strengthens us. And we need to do this. Choose to pray instead of worrying. Amen. You know what used to happen when there was a problem in someone's life or, or they were talking to their friends in church or different ones? They'd say, well, let's pray about that. Y'all remember those days? Yeah. Let's, let's pray about it. Let's take time to Pray. Let's don't discuss it. Let's pray. Yeah. And, and listen, you'll be surprised at what God can do. But choose to pray instead of worry. Cast your burden on the Lord. Psalms 55, 22. We read that a while ago. But cast your burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. He shall never suffer the righteous to be moved. Just cast your burden there. Praise God. I like the amplified version. I'm going to, I'm going to read it out of that. Uh, so it, all it does is just amplifies some of the words in there. But it said, cast your burden on the Lord, releasing the weight of it. Just let go of it. Releasing it. And he will sustain you. He'll never allow you to be cons- the consistently righteous, to be moved, made to slip, fall, or fail. Thank God. We don't have to slip, fall, or fail. Why? Because we're doing what the Bible says, cast your burden upon the Lord. That's what, God, that's what Thomas David said. Cast your burden on the Lord and He will sustain you. He'll never suffer the righteous to be moved. Hallelujah. Glory to God. God's on our side. Can you say amen? amen. Choose to be thankful. That's the third thing. Choose to be thankful. I mean, know we've got the power of choice in our lives? Amen. I mean, we choose. We choose. You can choose life or death. You can choose victory or defeat. You choose Jesus or the devil. I mean, you know, I mean, we we got the power of choice in our life to choose to receive what God has, and so we choose to be thankful. Look at Paul, what he said in First Thessalonians five verse eighteen: "Be thankful in everything." Everybody say everything, and everything give thanks, for this is the will of God. In everything. Now, I want, you, I want you to, some people have taken that and they have misconstrued it. And they said, well, see, God told me to be thankful for it. No, he didn't say be thankful for the negative things that the devil's trying to do. He didn't say be thank. Listen, if you got sick, don't sit there and thank God for it. Thank you, Lord, for making me sick. Thank you, Lord, for not paying my bills this month. No. How many of you understand what I'm saying? No, what we do is we choose to be thankful in all, in everything. Give thanks. Not we don't give thanks for, but in it, in the midst of the battle, in the middle of the circumstances, in the middle of what the devil's trying to do, you're going to just lift your hands and praise God. Glory, whether you feel like it or not, because we don't go by feelings, right? We lift our hands and praise God because the Word says to do it. And if we lift our hands and do what the Word says, God shows up generally. Amen. Because we allow Him to. And God does what He said He's going to do. But in all, in everything, give thanks for this is the will of God. And look at Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God. Which passes all understanding will keep your heart and mind in Christ Jesus, or through Christ Jesus. in And the peace of God. Now, we've made peace with God. Did you know there's a lot of people that's made peace with God? And they're Christians, they're believers, but they don't have the peace of God. See, you you can have peace with somebody, and, and, and some people have made peace with God, and, and they're going to go to heaven if they're... Trumpet sounds are go- because they made peace with God. But God wants us to live in this earth while we're here and have the peace of God. That peace of God is going to keep us. It passes all understanding. And the peace of God, passes, which passes all understanding, shall keep your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God. I've heard a lot of Christians say, boy, I'm just, I'm just losing my mind. I'm losing my mind. Well, that's just a saying that they've got, you know, because of the situation. But you know what? If you keep saying it enough, the devil's going to say, okay, I'll oblige you. <laughs> Give me that mind. But you see, the peace of God which passes all understanding keeps your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. That peace of God. So tonight, we have a choice. I'm glad you got a life of choice. Amen. I choose not to worry. I choose not to doubt. I choose not to let the devil, uh, to accept the lies of the devil. Amen? Amen. We, it's our choice. Remember this. God does not do something or start something that he doesn't finish. God's brought us on a pathway. We've given our heart to the Lord. Now listen. Some of you have been saved a long time. How many remember when you got saved? Years ago, some of you. It's been years ago since I got saved now. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, the thing is this. God doesn't start something that he doesn't finish. He started us out. Remember when you first got, how many remember when you first got saved? You got up from there rejoicing. Yeah. A new creature in Christ Jesus. You felt washed inside out. Your mind felt washed. Everything about you was cleansed and cleaned. And I mean, you were just, God started you on a road uh, uh, to, to, to freedom and victory. And along the way, sometimes we kind of get tripped up. How many ever got tripped up? Wow. Got doubtful, fearful. Fearful causes doubt. Doubt causes you to act opposite of what God's Word says. But we start doing that and, and we, we, we act like it's not, God's not going to finish what He started. God doesn't start something that He doesn't finish. God started something in our lives and He's, gonna, he's not going to get... He, we're not done until He's done. <laughs> now, don't let nobody... Don't let nobody take you out of this life quicker than what you ought to go <laughs> why because god is going to do it at his time when it's his timing because he's going to finish what he started god doesn't leave it undone how I many's ever started a job and didn't quite get it done done get finished you know I've seen people start a project and and they'll do it a little ways and then they'll just kind of get it set up and 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 fix it so that it well at least you can use it but it's not really perfect you know and and all, uh, well that's just not my makeup I I I'm a perfectionist and I know it and that's probably one of my flaws but I, that's just me that's just me I I, I just uh, I'm, I'm I'm Mr Clean you know I, I've got ways of doing things Pat had to learn my ways and I had to learn her ways too. She's cleaner in some areas than I'm clean in, you know. But but together, we have a pretty clean place. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I I'm just not one of those it's, it's just good enough. I, I think it ought to be just like it's supposed to be. And I if I've got something I'm working on, I'll work on it till I can get it I until I know that I've got it done right. You know? It's gotta be done right. And I want it done right for me. Now, I'm not holding everybody else accountable to what I do. But, but what I'm saying is, I, I, that's just me. But you know what? God is even worse than I am. He's a perfectionist. And when he starts something, he completes it. He's not going to leave it undone. The church of the living God is gonna be what God said it would be. He's not gonna finish it and let it be finished until He's done. Because when this church leaves this earth, it's gonna leave out here with a triumphant shout. Without a spot. Without a wrinkle. Without anything wrong with it. Because that's what God's doing. He's perfecting it. Hallelujah. Oh, He knows we got flaws when we come into the kingdom. But you know what he's going to do? He's going to correct those flaws and put and perfect us all and make us one man or one body in Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We've all got... Listen, that's why we've got so many denominations. I believe there's good people in all of them. I mean, really, I mean, when I say all of them, I... I, I i got to rephrase that, if they believe in Jesus Christ and what He did. There, there's a lot of religions that don't believe in God or, 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 or the cross or the blood or Jesus at all. So, no, i, I got to exclude them. But the body of Christ, the church, the, the, those that believe in Jesus Christ, not, not everybody sees eye to eye, but you know what? I believe as God brings us into unity and we begin to flow with the Lord, God will begin to perfect the body. And we'll begin to see everybody seeing it God's way. Amen? This is the Bible way. That's God's way. Amen? This is what God wants us to see. But, you know, God doesn't start something He doesn't finish. An example of this is Jesus speaking to His disciples in uh, Luke the 8th chapter, the 22nd through the 26th verse. came to pass on a certain day that He went... Into a ship with his disciples. And he said unto them. Let's go to the other side. And they launched forth. And they, 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 they went over. He, he had, he had uh, a reason for going. And he got into the boat. And said let's go to the other side. And they said. And they, as they sailed. He fell asleep. Now Jesus. Remember Jesus was the son of God. Yet he was in a human body. So the human body had to have rest too. So he just fell asleep. And there came a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water. And and the, the Bible says they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. I mean, it was going to be bad. Uh, anybody that's been out on the water fishing. And they know when a storm comes up and that, that boat gets full of water. You better get to land or you're going to go down. And so they came to him and woke him up and said, Master, Master, we perish. And he arose And he didn't rebuke them. He rebuked the wind. How many's ever been in a storm? And we start calling on the Lord like these disciples. Master, Master, we're dying. Don't you care? Jesus don't get up and rebuke us. He rebukes the situation. The cause. The root. Just like he did when he cursed the root of the tree. When he was walking, he cursed that, that vine at the roots. And it didn't produce. It withered up. Because he, he rebuked. He rebuked that thing. And Jesus got up and, and they said, don't you care we perished? He arose. He arose and rebuked the wind. And the raging of the water. And they ceased. And there was a calm that came. Now that word rebukes an interesting word, because when you begin to study it into the Hebrew and the Greek and in the, the meaning of it, there when it's used, rebuked, he rebuked the fever, he rebuked. You, there's many times the word rebuke is used in the Bible, and that word rebuke means enough is enough. That's what it literally means. Enough is enough. How many's ever seen a child rebuked? One, one of these kids that's just. Rowdy in class, you know. And they, they could even be in Sunday school class and get rowdy like that, you know. And, and what, you know what the teacher has to do? They have to rebuke them. They rebuke them. And they stop. In other words, when, the, when somebody gets... Listen, when my daddy got mad, and he was pretty easy going, but when he had enough and he wanted us to stop, he would let us know enough, is enough. And that got our attention, Brother Hash. He didn't have to rattle his chain or nothing. Just his voice. (laughs) Enough is enough. And this is what we've got. Jesus did that with the the storm. He rebuked the storm and said enough is enough. And the raging water ceased and there was a calm. And then he turned to them. After he rebuked the water, he turned to them and said, Where is your faith? Where is your, what's your faith in? Where is it? Is it in what you see? What you feel? What the circumstances are showing? Or is it in God? And what his word declares? And what his word says? Hey, the devil can't fight the word. The word's forever settled in heaven. So once we get the word and we start speaking the word, guess what? We got victory. But he said, where's your faith? And they were being afraid. They wondered, saying one to another, what manner of man is this? (laughs) See, Jesus was the son of God. Now, there was times they recognized him as the son of God. And other times they recognized him as another man, you know. They said, what better man is this? For he commands even the winds and water that they obey him. What kind of man is this? I'll tell you what kind. It's the Son of Man. Jesus. The Son of God. The Son of Man. Amen. And the Bible said, they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. In other words, when God starts something, he doesn't start something that he doesn't finish, in other words. God's going to do it. God's on our side. Can you say amen? amen. Yeah. Oh, glory to God. Worry? I ain't going worry. On. Doubt? We don't need to doubt. Uh-uh. Fear? We don't need to fear. They're all cousins together anyway, you know. They're all part of the same family. Fear, doubt, unbelief, worry, <laughs> suspicion. Yeah, we could suspicion... That God's doing something against us. Oh, I think that, I think God's against me. He's doing this against me. No, no, no. Let's just stick with the Word. Amen. God's Word declares what He wants to do with us. Amen. God's doing something for us, yeah. and it, in spite of what the circumstances look like, God's Word is truth. Amen. That's what we got to stand on. Amen. Lift your hands and just thank Him for the Word tonight. Hallelujah. Father, we just praise you for the Word. Hallelujah. Oh yes, it's your Word, Lord, and we thank you for that Word tonight. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Glory to God! Oh, anymore? Hallelujah! Anymore. <laughs> Well, that's what I wanted to say. <laughs> the word is true. Amen. Let's stand our feet tonight. But I know one thing, this is what he wants us to do: Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have In God for deliverance, have faith in God. Hallelujah. <laughs> well, turn to somebody next to you and say, I've got faith in God. I'm not going to worry, I'm not going to doubt, and I'm not going to fret. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know what? If we we that are here just get that attitude in our heart, guess what? It's going to rub off on somebody else. Amen. Don't have to worry. Don't have to doubt. Don't have to fret. Praise God. Well, let's just bow our heads before the Lord. Don't forget, move your clocks up Sunday. (laughs) Saturday night, actually. But if you do it Saturday night, you don't have to get up at 2 o'clock in the morning and do that, you know. So, (laughs) amen. Praise God. Brother Jeremy, dismiss us tonight, would you? Service and I ask that you bless us as we go forth, Lord. Give us comfort and peace as we sleep, Lord. Give us safe journey home, Lord. And I ask that as we go forth with our day tomorrow, Lord, that you will guide our footsteps and give us wisdom and lead. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.